Welcome to Ice Town Clowns, a podcast reviewing every episode of NBC's Parks and Recreation. I'm Katie. I'm Jacob. And I would just like to congratulate our former podcast guest, Justin Wilson, on winning his election for mayor. Very exciting. For Kirk and I, at least. Yeah. (laughs) And our other listeners who also live in the city of Alexandria. So most of our listeners. Yeah. So, yeah. (laughs) A fair portion. (laughs) Um. Yeah, so this week we are reviewing Season 4, Episode 2, Ron and Tammy. This episode originally aired September 29th, 2011. It was written by Norm Hiscock and directed by Randall Einhorn. And the summary is, Leslie is forced to intervene when Tammy 1 re-enters Ron's life and begins controlling his every move. Ben tries to help Tom... Man, my handwriting is bad. Something, the books, at his new company. Balance? Balance, yes. At his go. new company. What, other, what else do you do with books? Hang on, I want to get into this. Did you copy this down from IMDb? You don't just read it off another tab? No, yeah, no. I write it down in my handwritten notes. What? I know, I don't know. What is a, what is a handwritten note? I know. Like, is that... I, is that a feature of Apple Notes that I'm not using? I get a pen, and I have an actual notebook where I record all of my notes, and then I open them in front of me, and I read them as we record this podcast. I don't do that for work. It's just a thing I do. I do do it for work. I handwrite almost everything for work. Maybe for for. Felony jury trials, I type out my cross-examinations and maybe, like, my opening and closing statements to help me memorize them. But other than that, I handwrite everything. Okay, cool. (laughs) Anyway, also Anne makes a PSA starring Chris. Okay, done. Do you write in cursive? No. (laughs) Not 80. (laughs) What'd you just say? I'm not 80. (laughs) You know that you'd be, like, three or four times faster at writing. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, that's probably true, but I don't really remember a lot of cursive. I mean, I do, but it's just, anyway, it wouldn't work well for me. The old body depressors. All right. Uh, so, (laughs) this episode starts with, um, a battle of the departments for the budget because i guess the entire pawnee budget is fixed and we just never really addressed it yeah that um (laughs) the fact that they're negotiating how much to increase the budgets by means that pawnee bounced back from the great recession faster than basically any uh government body in america right Right. which is, is a testament to ben yeah. Well, well, we all know how economically thriving the Midwest was, and that's why, you know, there was no economic uh, hard feelings in, in the last few years here. This is true. Economic anxiety was the word you were looking for, I think. Uh, that's not a phrase that I use. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Leslie is excited because her secret weapon is Ron, because he stares down all the other department heads until they give up. Um, But, unfortunately for Leslie, Ron is too busy with his audit. 
that Tammy one has told him about. Which I enjoy her jail run. Jail. Yeah. Jail. Yeah. I, is is that how you treat your clients? <laughs> I mean, some there are some times where I am talking to someone and they're hung up on some small insignificant detail and i often have to be like jail they could put you in jail (laughs) so yeah it did it resonated with me i feel like this is absolutely how you would talk to me if i were ever audited (laughs) you're actually at the highest risk of audit of all of us since you're you know a campaign worker and campaign worker tax forms are crazy w-2s Oh, I guess you're actually an employee by you're employed by somebody. Yeah, he's just a state employee. You're not. I'm not a state. I'm not a state employee. Please don't. Please don't come after me. Yeah, I'm I guess not a you're, state employee. You've escaped the world of 1099. Yes. Yeah, when you're a 1099 employee. The risk of audit is so so high. Yeah. Um, I always feel like I should be audited just because I don't understand taxes. <laughs> So I'm always like, surely this isn't right. They are illegal, you know. The program that you're putting your financial data into to tell you how much you owe in taxes does understand taxes, Katie. So I, I hope. TurboTax yeah, has Audit Guard, you know? The, prob- yeah. the problem with the computer is, like all computers, it just does what I tell it. Which exactly. Which is a massive margin of error. Exactly. That's what I'm concerned about. When they're like, do you have any X, Y, and Z? And I'm like, no, but what if I do? You know, I don't know. Most likely the X, Y, and Z that you're not claiming, though, would lower your taxes, not raise it. And this might surprise you, but it is not illegal to pay too much in taxes. That's good. Just wait till Mike Huckabee takes over. Also, the income tax is not illegal. The 16th Amendment to the Constitution was ratified (laughs) legitimately. And there are people who have tried this argument that it is somehow not a legitimate amendment to the United States Constitution. And thus, individualized income taxes are not legal. Those people go to jail. Oh, yeah. Jail, Ron. Jail. (laughs) Just ask Wesley Snipes. Um, I also enjoy that when Leslie is trying to help Ron with the audit and she sends uh, Andy out to get, I don't even remember, but he just comes back with like an empty Rolodex. Yeah, go grab a calculator and he comes back with a Rolodex. (laughs) Why does anybody have a Rolodex? Right, it's definitely, it's 2011, like there's no reason for anyone to have a Rolodex. I don't understand how Rolodex is really, what does anybody even put in a Rolodex? I don't understand how they physically work. Like... Are you supposed to write like information on little cards that, that are behind little letter tabs, or do you y- y- like yes. put, put yeah. business cards between? Like, yeah, you know, you're going you- to transcribe the information from someone's business card when you already have a business card. But you- they were invented before business cards. No, no. <laughs> do do no. you know how like your contacts in your iPhone work? It's that, but on paper. Right. But the contacts for the iPhone work because I give the business cards to an intern. <laughs> Yeah, you would thing. also give same this to thing. an intern. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the people with Rolodexes were not transcribing their own Rolodexes for the most part. I don't trust my intern's handwriting ability. They're like Katie. They don't know. use cursive. It, okay, you don't want your Rolodex written in cursive. I want everything written in cursive so it can be hard to read, like the Constitution, thus causing centuries of confusion. Discovered a missing comma. No, that's actually a real thing. The, the comma in the takings clause, it's in half the extant copies of the Constitution, and it's not in, in the others. And if you look at the copy in the archives, there's a smudge there. Yeah. 
And if the takings clause actually has a comma in it, like the revenue-raising authority of Congress is proscribed more than we think it is, it's, it would be an important comma, but it doesn't exist. I didn't cool. know about that. <laughs> uh, so, in my least favorite plotline, Tom asked Ben to go look at his financial documents, which I realize now, having just said what I said about taxes, I am definitely the Tom in this situation, but... But you're not a business owner. No. If, if Carter were saying this, that would be a problem. Right. Um, I also want to know, why isn't Ben helping Ron? Doesn't that seem like a better use of his skills? So you're saying that a government manager should ask another government employee to use government time to help him evade a government audit? Well, they're using the rest of the staff, so like they might as well use the most competent member of the staff. Good point. I'm just imagining Ben giving the speech from Taken now, but about taxes. Don't we... Oh no, we did. We did. We had an episode where uh, somebody had to like use their personal time to help Ron when he ran afoul of government regulations back in season one. Yeah, a character we've forgotten about and have not spoken the name of since he mysteriously disappeared on the bus to Mandyville. Yep. I don't even know who you guys are talking about. Um... I don't like how Ben is so desperate for Tom's friendship. I feel like at this point, like, he's secretly dating Leslie or whatever. Like, I don't know. Does he no, really need to? No, they broke up. Sure. But does he need to? <laughs> does he need Tom this much? I don't know. Maybe. But. You know, Ben lives in a house with April and Amy. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Tom is an upgrade in maturity. <laughs> And yet not, which is the amazing thing. You, 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 I feel like Ben would really be gravitating to, like, Jerry right now. It's like, you're an adult. You have a family. Right. I, like, I don't know. Yeah, no, I agree. Donna, uh, and, and, and Donna like, could take him out and find him a girl. Yeah. Where is that episode? <laughs> yeah, I, I just want the... That is a side quest I would watch. <laughs> uh, so we go back to Ron's audit where we find out he, he mostly has gold buried, buried around Pawnee or does he um, and we find out that along with Tammy 1 and Tammy 2 Ron's mom's name is Tamara Yeah, she goes by Tammy I, I don't understand what the joke is and every month he buys her $140 worth of cigarettes and shotgun shells uh i like ron's mom but we'll get to that (laughs) so i love the original government diabetes video yes you can prevent onset adult onset diabetes by getting an annual checkup exercising or praying this is a state that elected mike pence governor yeah and then he he resigned at 46 due to diabetes right (laughs) is that a scandal uh, I, I feel like he became an issue in terms of this whole SSDI <laughs> <laughs> argument that we've been having. You know, he probably was an example used by whatever Republican was running for Congress in Pawnee at some point. Do we ever meet the congressman? I no. just realized we never know like any national elected officials. Not well, we for, know well, well national itself. ones, but not like Indiana. So then we have to go to the Entertainment Seven Twenty headquarters with Ben, uh, who's now is named Angelo, 
aka Jello Shot. Yeah, I hate John Ralphio. This is not John Ralphio at his best. This there is, is no John Ralphio at his best. I disagree, but I will fully agree with you that this is him at his worst. I disagree with that. <laughs> like he's he's not being the worst person in the world here. He's just being an idiot. All right. But he's paying his receptionist $100,000 with full medical benefits. You know what? Why does that make him the worst person ever? It makes him a bad business owner. How much money did he get paid? Right. Because, yeah, just to run this thing for one day is... Yeah. What are they paying themselves that they're paying the receptionist $100,000? Right. Well, and the, they, the, you know, they've made clear that Roy Hibbert is probably pulling in $7 million a year. Right. They got 75% of his salary. Right. Now, granted, it's probably only been like two weeks. But still, that's, yeah. that's a lot of money. Um, so then we find out a little bit more about Tammy One. Um, that she was a candy striper who helped to deliver Ron. They took up when he was 15. She was a Sunday school teacher, taught him sex, his math teacher in middle school, and his driver's ed teacher. <laughs> and Ron didn't come from Pawnee. Right! That's another question I have. That, that both Tammy's and Ron came from a different town? Of 600, which, you know, we, we've been over the magically changing size of Pawnee, although we have a theory on this now, but, but th- th- that can't be Pawnee. Pawnee has more than 600 people. Yeah, well, I mean, if you are in Pawnee and it has 600 people, you don't say to Leslie that you grew up in a town of 600 people. She would know that. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, does Pawnee have this little, you know, suburb of 600 people somewhere? In its orbit, because it's obviously not far away. Right. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I do think, I was watching this yesterday, and, I mean, no one would ever create a plot line like this in a comedy with the roles reversed. And so I don't know that it should be a plot line here, especially as we see Ron's, like, behavior change over the course of the episode. Like, she is disturbing and incredibly emotionally abusive, and all of her actions are criminal. And it's just played for laughs here in a way that yeah. I'm not really sure anyone thought through. Like, this is not okay. This is grooming and all right. kinds of right. terribly illegal behavior. Yeah, right. She basically spends is- the entire episode negging Ron. Right. Um, and yeah, it's just, I don't think even genders reverse, like, I don't think someone would make this plot line in 2018. Particularly genders reversed from here. Right? Yeah, I think mean, Katie meant even with uh, these genders. Even, okay. yeah. Yeah, okay, right. with these Thanks, genders. Jacob. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I'm sure that Ron will remember the meeting fondly while he makes toilet wine in a federal prison in Terre Haute. <laughs> that was a good line. <laughs> and then April's line. <laughs> She's the cold, distant mother I never had. I love her. Yeah, that's funny. Yes. Also, like, Ron Swanson is actually a very weak person. Yeah, he does get, like, overcome a lot. Yeah, like, his emotional strength is easily undermined, it seems, by anyone who has seen him naked. Right. Yes. That does appear to be true. Although, well, we'll talk well, about it more the, well, later. Well, yeah. he, he also has a little bit of what Anne has, right? Where he becomes a little bit whoever he dates. Yeah. 
Yes, not so much in a couple of years, but yes, definitely in these instances that we've seen so far. Right. I agree. Um, it's really disturbing to see him with no mustache and in that striped shirt and being like, Leslie, you goofball. I don't like it. So many questions about Ron without the mustache. Obviously, they had the actor shave the mustache, but he's had that mustache. That actor's had that mustache for years. Right. Shouldn't the skin under the mustache be a different color than than the rest of his face? Because it hasn't seen sunlight in years. Usually when somebody who's had a mustache for years shaves, it's like it's a lighter, paler color of skin under there for a while. So they must have, I don't know how they filmed all this. But they did something either in makeup or giving him time to, like, ex- you know, expose his shaven face to the sun to, like, equal it out. Otherwise, he would look really weird. Well, Kirk, they brought in Zack Snyder and they told him, just make it good. And that's what happened. Yeah, Zack Snyder wasn't actually involved in the parts of Justice League that uh, included the strange pink blob hovering over Superman's upper lip. Hi. Yeah, had such a good joke and I ruined it. I know, like I know. Justice you need, League. You need, you need exactly. You need to take a swing at Joss Whedon, but you couldn't bring yourself to do it. Oh no, I really can. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, Anne gets stuck filming this PSA with um with Chris, which I have to wonder if this entire thing is like an inside joke about Rob Lowe. I have no idea, but it just feels like it might be. So it's, it's just a- like. Good, good, so it's almost shot for shot an SNL skit that Rob Lowe did like 10 years earlier than this. It like it is the same exact plot. I was going to say, I think it's a less funny version of the Alec Baldwin trying to be an actor on 30 Rock joke early in 30 Rock's run. Right. Where they put Alec Baldwin on uh, TGS and he just couldn't do it and couldn't do it and couldn't do it. This is uh, this is not Chris being incompetent at it. He's just being obscenely obsessive about it. And I don't know. I didn't like it. And I didn't like his hair. Fair enough. I agree. I, it's, I don't know. This is also not the best Chris Traeger time. Yeah. Which Anne kind of alludes to throughout the episode when she later is like, how was I in a relationship with this person? Um, I have more thoughts on that, but... I will say I do like the line, let's do one more, then five more, then 20. I will say this, part of why I dislike this plot line is it gives me PTSD of every commercial shoot day I've ever been on. Yeah, 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 it can be rough. I, you know, I, we have, I have spent three hours trying to get somebody to, you know, say something that was usable as a five second line. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I don't have any experience with that, but it doesn't sound like something I'd have a lot of patience for. No, Katie, I don't think you would. <laughs> I don't know that um, you would be great at that. Nope, nope, nope. You're nope. going to jail. <laughs> jail, Ron, jail. Jail. <laughs> I will no longer off. defend you. I am turning you into the police. <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> Anyone who's... Anyone who's there has already been turned into the police. You don't get to Katie until right. you've been turned into the police. So true. It's so true. Mostly. That's true. Um, also, the biggest red flag for Ron is when he's like, Leslie, the government knows what it's doing. <laughs> really? That's more of one than, we're here to serve you, friend. I hope the rest of your day is cool beans. 
I mean, it's bad, but I think him saying the government knows what it's doing is... I mean, hey, Jer, is pretty bad, too. Yeah. yeah. Even yeah. Jerry doesn't know how to handle that. <laughs> and then so, he... Go ahead. We skipped over entirely the oh. I- important <laughs> scene where, On where Ben tries to stop Tom and John Ralphio from counterfeiting money by by hitting the stop the presses button. <laughs> and it's a party button. Yes. A joke that was basically used shot for shot in Thor Ragnarok a few years later. Oh my god, I watched that movie over the last three nights because I can only watch like 30 minutes of TV <laughs> at a time right now. But it was great. Oh, if, if, if at the end of um the first wave of marvel movies you told me that like look they're gonna get better and they're gonna get better and just wait till you see thor 3 i was like what right that's right right no it was really good i when we finished it i was like if they were all this good i would watch them all like on repeat yeah it was it was quite amazing uh jeff goldblum yeah (laughs) yeah just everybody. So Carter's favorite part is when uh, he's like, once he turned into a snake because he knows that I love snakes. And I picked it up and then he turned into himself and I was like, bah! and then he stabbed me. We were eight at the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I mean, the, 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 the orgy button is definitely what I was referring to and is far and away my favorite moment in that movie because of George. Of course, Jeff Goldblum probably has that in real life. That's true. He may. He may. Uh, I have to say, the watching Thor Ragnarok right before going to see Infinity War <laughs> makes Infinity War such a punch in the gut at the start. Spoiler alert. I have not seen Infinity War, so I've seen oh, I, I'm literally not spoil two. The first, like, it's not a spoiler, but it's the first two seconds of the movie. Yeah. Literally, the movie fades in and you know what's happened. Yeah, so. that's what Carter said it was like. It was the follow-up, so. Yeah. I'll get right. around to it. Okay, um, can we talk about Ron having to call Tammy to get permission to go to lunch? Because I knew someone in a relationship like this. Who is Tammy? Chris Hardwick? <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, Chris Hardwick's career ended yesterday. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad. Uh, um, anyways, yeah, that is that is absurd. Yeah. That is completely absurd. Yeah. Um, That's not a healthy relationship, guys. Nope. <laughs> Kids, don't do that. Not that Leslie slapping Ron is a particularly healthy relationship either. Yeah. Ouchie. <laughs> um, I do like what they did. Go to lunch, and then Tammy One comes along, and yes. Leslie is just like, "Well, you're evil." <laughs> is this audit even real? In a sense, yes. In another truer sense, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she is literally a gold digger, <laughs> right? It's a great line. Yeah, it is. That whole scene is pretty great. Um, <laughs> then Ben and some basketball players try to explain how businesses work. <laughs> To Tom and John Ralphio. Yeah. Don't I just. You grab an iPad on your way out. It just, like, it's so absurd. I, I think I would have been more in for this plot line if they were trying to do something with the business, but it's just sort of played so over the top. That yeah. It's yeah. So yeah. unbelievable Agreed. that it's like, I don't know. I, it could be funny if they were failing in some sort of reasonable way. Like, like if they were actually having clients, but they did rent 
this massive space or spend way too much on furniture. Right. But, like, you just level it up and level it up and level it up. It's a point. It's, like, it's not even realistic. Even Tom wouldn't think this is how a business runs. Right. Even John Ralphio. No, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I don't know. In but. my scenario, John Ralphio was hit a lot harder by that car. <laughs> he made a lot of money, so. True. Um, okay, so Anne spends most of the rest of this episode questioning how she dated Chris and then sort of being upset that he broke up with her. And I'm just going to flash forward to then at the end of the episode, Chris says one nice thing to her and she's like, oh, that's why. And it's like, Anne, that's not a healthy relationship either. Right. You don't like this person. You don't like any of the personality characteristics he's exhibited over the last day. And then he says one nice thing. And she's like, oh, well, that's why I dated him for so long and didn't break up with him. Guys, the standards are really low for straight men. I mean, fair. I I guess. (laughs) But I just... We get away with so much crap. uh, Not anymore. Yep. Uh, Um, Dark turn. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, I hated this (laughs) this plot line so much that in my entire notes, there's only three lines about it. Yeah. This one is just Chris has gone crazy. Right. Yeah, it's... uh, I don't know. I, the only thing that I think is interesting about it is it does show how much Anne just is like, oh, are you nice to me? Are you a person? Okay, we will date because you like me, and then I will conform myself to all of your interests. And I didn't As, realize how blatant it was yeah. the first time I watched the show. As sort of you know, lay about and do nothing as Andy was, there's no question that he was definitely nice to Anne. Right. And definitely legitimately cared about her. Right. Um, which seems to be her only criteria at yeah. this point. Um, oh, wait. So, I really enjoy Leslie going to recruit Tammy, too. Okay, okay. There's only one problem with this. Mothra does not defeat Godzilla. Exactly. That was my point, We've Jacob. been Mothra over this. Never be- they, they team up sometimes. But they never... Yeah, yeah. The only monster to ever beat Godzilla in a movie is King Kong in the American version of King no, Kong versus Godzilla. No, no. They're not two different endings. They're Just not saying. two different endings. This is an urban legend that I will not allow perpetuated on this podcast. No, my history teacher, who also taught me about Canada burning the White House down, told me that there were two endings. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm not, not sure you can square that joke, but I'll allow it. There are one ending to the King Kong versus Godzilla. There are one ending. There are one ending. <laughs> okay, I learned that this from my great, English guys. teacher who taught me kafeve. We have definitely become an internet comic forum, right? <laughs> um. So they Listen. go to find Tamara. Tammy One was my Sunday school teacher, too. She could pinpoint your weaknesses and destroy you with one word and a jar of acid. <laughs> also, a meat dress? Wait, didn't that actually happen? Yeah. Didn't someone do that? Lady yeah. Gaga did it. Lady Gaga did that. Yep. Oh. Probably around the time that this episode came out, actually. Yep. Uh, so they go to find Tamara, Ron's mom, which then prompts the best exchange in this episode. Just, why do you have so many guns? This is America. So I don't have to answer stupid questions while standing on my own property. 
She's definitely Ron's mom. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> oh, it's uh, so good. Yeah. I just really, I really enjoyed it. Um, and they go and have an old-fashioned prairie drink-off. Yep. Um, fortunately, Lucille Bluth wasn't there, because she probably would have drank them both under the table. But. Right. Swanson family mash liquor. The only legal use is to strip varnish. Uh, uh, and and they use the- it to burn the warts off of mules. <laughs> okay. Leslie's face when she drinks it, though, yeah. is literally the best. Poison! Yeah, poison! <laughs> that is definitely a face I have seen many people make while drinking. Also, when Leslie gets really drunk and she's holding the little baby up and she's like, what is this? <laughs> I crack up every time. So they just let her wander off for a little while in the middle of this drink-off to, like, trash her office and ask existential questions? No, I think they filmed that part after, um, and then insert it in the middle. Okay. I'll I'll go with that. It's a trick of editing. So then we get to the biggest mystery in this episode, one that is not solved, and I fear they never come back to, but who's the cute delivery guy? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know that he ever uh, shows back up. I mean, Anne knows his name. Yeah, and he was doing a halfway decent job on kind of trying to hit on Anne gently. Right, right. She should, maybe she should have gone with him. Uh, alas, Anne. Yes. So, Ron uh, mostly shows impressive pinky strength. Yes. As he- just wipes out the entire bottle of mashed liquor to put an end to things. And so I think... Do you Go think ahead. he drank water there? Yes. Oh, that was definitely water. They did not. <laughs> no, yes. I, I don't think it was <laughs> mule stripping varnish. It's but like that, you'd have to get that in one take, or or Nick Offerman's gonna need a minute before he can do that again. Yeah, um, it, it seemed to me like they had multiple cameras shooting it to do the different um, angles at one time. Uh, so it was well done. Um, yeah, water. <laughs> always substitutes for clear liquor. Yeah. <laughs> and they did, iced tea for dark liquor. They they do a little uh they do a little camera trickery here so that you know what I mean they have some outs so they don't have to shoot it as one shot. It's not exactly the you know true detective tracking shot that that they're doing here, but like it seems like they probably had to basically get it in one take. That's yeah. a lot of I mean water I know <laughs> it is. Look, if they took too many takes of this, he he could actually have hurt himself. Yeah, water can kill you too. Yes, um, it was similar in a lot of ways to John Belushi's uh, Animal House moment, where he drinks the entire bottle of iced tea, posing as Jim Beam. Um, so yeah, no, it was good, and it put it into the stupid drink off, right? Um, and so his mom has to go back to the farm, and he sends Tammy one back to hell. Which, like, if he was so overtaken by her that he shaved his mustache and, like, adopted a completely different personality, like, was this really enough to snap him out of it? I, I guess. But, I don't Seeing know. Leslie endangered. Yeah. Well, no, what, what actually snaps him out of it is April. When oh, April that's true. When, when April subs in and is like, guys, I'm Puerto Rican, I got this. <laughs> um, great physical comedy by Aubrey Plaza. But like it um right, that's actually the moment when Ron comes around because you know, he and Leslie are are in their relationship basically equals, right? They they kind of look out for each other and give each other strong advice. 
he's definitely got more kind of a parental relationship with April. I think that's right. There's another question I have here, though. Does Ron's mother seem like the kind of person that would allow a candy striper into her room after she just gave birth? Mm. Also, would she even be in a hospital? Yeah, what is exactly. a candy striper? So they were like volunteer nursing folks who would go and like help out in hospitals in like birthing rooms. They wear it would look like a nurse's uniform, but it had red stripes on it to indicate that they weren't actual nursing staff, and so it looked like a candy cane. Right, and they just they would mostly it would it was a thing that like high school girls did like young women and so they weren't doing a lot of like medical work they were more just delivering they flowers told- and yeah, yeah yeah emotional support kind of yeah sure and then it got very sexualized as you might imagine why i can't imagine yeah yes um really it's like, I feel like it's a sitcom trope. Like, there's an episode of The O.C. where they're candy stripers. There's Saved by the Bell where they're candy stripers. Oh, I gosh, I hope that next season of Riverdale is all about some scandal in the candy striping industry Oh, my God, there. that is definitely something they would do. Cheryl Blossom, candy striper outfit. Yeah, it's happening. We're, we're moving to Toledo. <laughs> I don't get any of these jokes. It's, it's all right. I won a very important bet. <laughs> yes, yes, you did. <laughs> and then we get to a scene that makes me wonder, did Apple pay for this episode? <laughs> like, this is right when the iPad came out and it was really popular and all that. But this is too, like, not just mentions, but let's show the product right. box in the shot. <laughs> yeah, the Apple definitely paid money for the clarity of, you know what I mean? The, yes. the iPad. Merchandise. Yeah. I mean, if they paid just a little bit more, Ben would have taken it, looked at it, and said, "Well, I don't need this piece of junk anymore," and shoved his PC off his desk. Um, He'd have at least told them, "Just give out surfaces." They didn't exist back then. I do want a chair with a roof. I like it. What'd you say? I want a chair with a roof. I like that yeah. chair. The 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 weird horseshoe couch. Yeah. That one seems less practical. I liked the offices they had where they clearly done colored lighting to differentiate each of them. That actually looked really cool. I'm not clear how you get to those upper level offices, though. Yeah. You have have Roy Hibbert put you up there. (laughs) Oh, wow. So Detlef isn't good enough? Roy Hibbert is several inches taller and much stronger than Detlef Shrimp. Yeah, but he's being paid more, so he'd probably pawn it off on the less, Look, the lower level employee. Detlef is a tweener, three, four. Roy Hibbert's a legitimate five. Like that's that. There's just no comparison between those. These terms don't make any sense. I know. It, it's <laughs> You're just for, making them up. It's for the two basketball listeners in our audience. All right. Um, basketball <laughs> listeners. I don't. God. <laughs> I. I'm good at talking, guys. <laughs> I'm so good at talking. It's a good thing it's not an important part of your job. Can we not record these in the mornings? <laughs> <laughs> it is a lot earlier out there in Iowa than it it's is true. here in DC. One whole hour. I, I, I haven't had my liquor yet. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I like this episode. I don't like Tammy 1 as much as Tammy 2. Yeah. But 
we don't see Tammy one again, do we? I don't think so. She steals half of Ron's gold, slithers away, and that's it. Yeah, she, I, might, she might have a brief cameo at some point. I, she's not like a central focus of another episode. Yeah. I don't think though. Yeah, I, I love the actress, and she is amazing in the role. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she's hilarious. Yeah. Um, it's Patricia but, Clarkson, right? But, yeah, Patricia yeah. Clarkson. Yeah. And um, and I like that we have all three Tammies sort of in this episode. Yeah. It's uh Yeah, though we never have all the Tammies in the same room at the same time. So no. it's possible there's actually only two Tammies. <laughs> no. I think that's what they're implying. <laughs> okay. But none of them are wearing glasses. I think we would Oh wait, Tammy two is. Yes. Yep. Mmm. Mm. We didn't see the acid burned foot, it could all, all be a It could all be a lie. Yep. Um yeah. But other than that, I mean, I don't know. This beginning of season four has some parts I don't like, like I have talked about for three episodes now. The Entertainment 720 stuff, Leslie and Ben aren't together, it's just... As the series goes on, though, you get used to that, and you kind of put the whole idea that they were ever going to be together behind you. It's true, but I'm not there yet, you know? know. Right now I'm still mourning. I know. Hashtag team not Leslie and Ben. (laughs) You're just going to be on an island by yourself. Look, this is not, like, quite the troll take of Cory and Topanga shouldn't have wound up together. You don't even have that opinion. No one has that opinion. <laughs> I don't know. I like Lauren. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> With a cardellini. Uh, um... Anyway, well, all right. If you want to write us and talk to us about which Tammy is your favorite, you can write to us at icetownclowns at gmail.com. You can go over to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash icetownclowns, or you can tweet at us at icetownclownpod, or visit our website, www.icetownclowns.com. A couple of weeks ago, I got a chance to actually meet one of our younger fans in person at an event here in Alexandria. So, Ethan, hope you're having a good summer, and thank you for listening. Hi, Uh, Ethan! Yes. Woo! (laughs) And everyone else, you have two weeks to go out and watch the episode Born and Raised, Uh, and then we're going to come back here. We're going to review that one. That is the third episode of the fourth season of Parks and Rec, and I think I remember what episode this is, and if so, it's scandalous. You've been listening to Icetown Clowns, a podcast about parks and recreation that we are at the end of, and that end is now. Cool beans. (laughs) 